0: Hello, Exchange Church. My name is Taps. For those of you who do not know who I am, I've been coming out to Exchange Church for about two or three months. I live in LA, but I feel like I'm a part of the Walnut Creek community and a a part of Exchange Church. I've been helping lead worship with Tim and the gang, and that's been exciting. What I love about God is how he connects people, how he brings us from different walks of life, all to build his kingdom. I wanna say thank you to Pastor Mark and to Pastor Ellie for allowing me to be a part of this exciting journey of what Exchange Church is doing in the Bay Area and in the Walnut Creek community. We're all here to build the kingdom of God. And so God calls a, a Zimbabwean, he calls a South African slash Australian, he calls an Australian, and he brings us all together all for us to build his kingdom. So I'm so excited to be a part of this. And also thank you to Taz for being the connector. God uses people to bring people together so that eventually all the glory goes to him. And so thank you to Pastor Mark and Pastor Ellie again for allowing me to be a part of this amazing journey. Um When Pastor Mark asked me to bring the message this morning, um, I was like, wow, this is exciting, but at the same time, it's daunting because usually when I, when I speak, I'm usually speaking about my story and about my testimony uh, and about growing up in an orphanage and talking about where God has brought me from to where I am today and to where I believe that is taking me. So that usually is a lot easier because obviously I know my, my own life. But then I got to thinking about how God has refueled me in so many areas of my life. And I love Pastor Mark's message last week and when he talked about uh, the purpose of uh, refueling purpose. And so why we refuel. And I love how he talked about the different uh, stories of original sin and why we work and and all these different things in his message that showed why God wants us to refuel. And so I'm gonna pick off where he left off last week. I'm gonna be talking about refueling in Christ. And so my prayer is that this message blesses your heart and that God uses it to touch you wherever you're at. So I'm gonna open up in prayer and we'll get going. Lord, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak your word. I pray that you would speak to each and every one of us individually. We thank you for the opportunity to approach your throne boldly. And so Lord, I pray for each and every person watching this, that you would speak to us at the deepest level. And I pray that every word that comes out of my mouth is pleasing and is satisfying to you. So thank you, Lord. In Jesus name I pray, amen. You know, when we talk about the concept of refueling, I wanted to start off, picture a gas station. You know, you've been on a long road trip and now your, your, your uh, fuel meter is running on E and that light pops up. When you go to a gas station, you pull in and there's usually options when you get to the gas station of the grades of fuel that you are going to put in your car. You know, you have the unleaded, you have uh, the clean fuel, you have all these different types of fuels. And you choose the fuel that you think is best for your car, right? You're not going to put fuel that you don't think is sufficient. And there's a lot of factors that go into your decision of why you put a certain type of fuel. Maybe it's the car, type of car that doesn't take a certain type of fuel. But long story short is you get to decide what fuel you're going to put in your car. And I think the same thing is with your spiritual life and you walk with God, what is your source of fuel? What are you putting into yourself that is going to keep you going and running the distance in God? What type of fuel are you putting in? And so I wanted to open up with Mark chapter one, 35 and 36. And it says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. This is Jesus we're talking about, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Son of God. You know, God made man flesh. He got up every morning. He made an intentional decision to get up every morning and refuel himself. You know, I love when I see this, when I read this passage, I see three things. He set a time aside. He said he had the action of getting up and then he found a place, a solitary place. So my first question to you this morning is, how do you refuel yourself? What is it that you do at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, and when you're feeling feeling? that burnout, what do you do to refuel yourself? You know, when you go to work, you work a nine to five, and you work however months in the year. There's a reason your job gives you vacation time. You get vacation time because your job knows that it's important for you to refuel yourself. It's important for you to get time to spend with your family because you can get fried up here. And then once once there's a lot of like angst going on, you do not perform at your best. And so they set vacation time aside so that when you come back, you come back in top shape and you're ready to go. The same thing applies with your spiritual life. Jesus got up early in the morning. He set time aside to seek the Father, to seek the will of the Father. Are you setting time aside to seek God's will for your life and where you are at? Especially in the world today and how things have changed, so many people are running on empty. They're running empty on hope. They're running empty on the promises that God has spoken to them. And they fill themselves up with fear and all sorts of things. And so... How are you refueling if you're feeling hopelessness? What you put in is what you're going to get out. Whatever you, going back to that gas station analogy, whatever you put, what kind of fuel you put in that car will determine what you put out. If you put diesel into a petrol car, that car is, you're going to ruin your engine. So the same thing is, You are a temple of the Holy Spirit, you are a temple of God, your body is a temple. So when you decide to put in fear, you're going to get fear. If you fill yourself up with anxiety, that's what you're going to get. And so I love that Jesus spent time to seek the will of his father. And I love that he chose a place, a solitary place, you know, there's something about being by yourself that you're able without any distractions from your kids, from your friends, from your cell phone, whatever it is, where you deliberately go to a place where it's just you and God. So you can connect. I remember when I was a teenager, when I was growing up, uh, at the orphanage, I, I used to have these crazy mood swings. Um, I don't know what was happening. Uh, with me at the time, but I would just flip, I would just switch and I'll become this like mean, I, I I was mean, but to myself. So people just knew, just don't come, don't go anywhere close to taps or else you're just gonna get singed. He's like a furnace, you know, just stay away from that guy. But when I discovered, every time I sat down, we had an old broken uh, organ that a church had donated to the boy's home. And I used to go sit down there when all the boys were playing soccer and I would play songs. And I found that in the time that I would play these songs, I would I would feel, it would make me, it would change my countenance, it would change my mood. And I really think what I was lacking back then was I was lacking in confidence. I was lacking in love. I was empty on so many of those things. And so my time that I spent with God refueled me with confidence and with love, and it gave me time and it gave me opportunity to, to run the rest of the day and to go through the rest of the week. And so in my life today, the way I refuel myself, I get up in the morning, I come down into the the studio space, and I sit down and I play. I play my piano. I sing worship songs and I get lost because not every day that I wake up, I want to do stuff. Not every day that I wake up, I want to worship or pray or do what I believe that God has called me to. I don't get up every day to wanting to do that. But when I get to that piano and when I sing and when I worship and when I pray, it gives me the fuel to get through that day today. And God gives us enough for today. And so I'm gonna pose that question again to you. How do you refuel yourself? And so I hope that you set time aside to pray. I hope that you set time aside to worship. I hope that you set time aside to seek God's will for your life so that you're constantly filled up with God with what God has for you. You know, one thing I love about God is God does not neglect our needs. He knows exactly where we're at. He knows what we want, when we want it, and how we want it. But I love that He leaves the action on us to seek, to speak it out. And I wanna read a story uh, from 1 Kings chapter 19. And this is this is Elijah, and Elijah just killed some prophets, and um, so there were people who were coming after him. And this is what he said. Well, this is what the Bible says. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger, a messenger to Elijah, saying, "So may the gods do to me and more also, if I don't." If I don't make your life, if I don't make your life of one of them by this time tomorrow. So he's threatening Elijah that I want to kill you. So, so if I don't do it, I pray that the gods would do more to me if I don't kill you. So then he was afraid. This is Elijah. Then he was afraid and he arose and ran for his life and came to Bathsheba which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he made it, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die, saying, it is enough now. O oh Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. I'm just going to end there and then continue. How many of us, have been in situations where we're just like, I can't do this anymore, Lord. I'm empty. The calling that you have placed on my life, you asked me to do certain things and there are people coming for me. The situations in my life haven't changed. In fact, they've gotten worse. You asked me to move here and I have no community. I have no friends. You asked me to go to that job to be a light and all I get is antagonizing for my boss. I feel like the walls are caving in on me. How many people have felt like this before when God calls us to do certain things? There's so many stories in the Bible of titans of God who have reached the end of themselves. They were empty, they were out of faith, They were out of hope. They were running on empty on so many of the promises and so many things that God had called them to do. And what I love about this story is God does not neglect our need. He sees everything that we're going through. And so I'm just going to pick it up from here again. And it says, it said, Oh Lord, take my life. I'm no better than my fathers. And he lay down and slept under a broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked up and behold, at his head a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him, and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great. For you. And he arose, ate, and drank, and went in the strength of that food for 40 days and for 40 nights to Herod, the mountain of God. God saw Elijah at the moment of his affliction, at the moment of his emptiness. He heard Elijah's prayer. And when Elijah said, Oh Lord, take. you know, take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. There's something amazing when we admit to God that our lives and sometimes a calling are too heavy and we feel depleted and we feel empty. I love how God just didn't take care of Elijah spiritually but he took care of Elijah's physical needs because we are mortal, we are flesh and bones. So when our bodies are running on empty as well, it can affect our spiritual and our mental. And so God provided food for Elijah so he could continue to where he was going to go. Where are you in your life? My second question to you is, What refuels you? What are you using to refuel? The first was, how do you refuel yourself? But what refuels you? What is your source? Who is your source? Is God your source? Or is fear your source? Because what fuels you, like I said before, will determine how you run the rest of that race. So if you filled yourself with doubt, you're gonna run a doubtful race. If you fill yourself with fear, you're gonna run a fearful race. But if you fill yourself with God and the promises that God has for you, with faith, with hope, you're gonna run a hopeful race. You're gonna run a faithful race. And where do you get these things from? You get love, you get hope, you get faith from God. That's what fuels me. I remember when I was leaving St. Joseph's House of Boys, the orphanage, I was 18 years old. And I didn't know, I didn't know where I was gonna go. I had a backpack and I had my Bible. And it's one of the hardest times in my life because as an 18 year old, I'm stepping out into a world that I have no clue over. I, I don't know which way to go, whether to go left or right. But all I knew is I had to leave. But God does not neglect our needs. And so seeing all that anguish and all that pain that I was going through when I was walking down that road, but I had prayed and I said, Lord, if you give me a chance to have a better life, I pray. I will serve you all my days. I'll serve you with my whole life. And these moments of prayer that I've had with God, these moments of worship that I've had with God, he remembers them all. And so as I'm walking down this road, my youth pastor who never takes that road, drives down that road, sees me. I've got tears in my eyes. I'm crying, I have no idea where I'm going. He says, taps, What's going on? What's wrong? I said, I've been asked to leave the home and um, I have no idea where I'm gonna go. And so I'm looking for a bridge to sleep under. And he said, no, jump in the car. You're gonna come stay with me. Just as God provided bread and water for Elijah, God provided my pastor that day so that I could take on the next chapter in the next journey of my life. And I truly believe that he met me where I was at because he's the first person I ran to when I was empty. God is the first person that I ran to when I was empty. Who is the first person that you run to when you're empty? And when I look back at my life, and how far God has taken that two-day-old baby that was left at the doorstep of an orphanage and that 18-year-old teenager that was in front of the orphanage being asked to leave with nowhere to go. And to where I'm at today, living in Los Angeles, California, pursuing music and serving God in my church. I cannot write the story, man, cannot write this story. Only God can write that story. But it's been through the times that I've spent by myself. It's been through the times that I've intentionally sought after God when I was at the end of myself. And so once again, what is refueling you? And lastly, Time with God will refresh and revitalize you. Time with God will refresh and revitalize you. Let's go back to talking about when you go on a vacation. After a long, long couple of months at work. When you go on a vacation, that sense of relaxation, all that anxiety, for those of us who can learn to actually relax. You know, you have to, some people have to learn to relax. Some people have to tell themselves, okay, I've got to relax. But once you've gotten into a place of relaxation, where your body's able to recuperate and you're able to let loose and just, oh, you know what, stretch your neck and just like go wherever it is that you wanna go. You're revitalizing yourself. There's a rejuvenation from that vacation with that hard, long, those hard and long days at work, going back and forth, those freeways, sitting hours in traffic, whatever it is you do. But that vacation revitalizes you. But there's no one who can revitalize you like Jesus can. There's no one who can refuel You like Jesus can. The world is full of such emptiness and it will fill you with emptiness. You will be filled, but you'll be empty. And I love Pastor Mark's verse when in Mark, where it also says Pastor Mark, and in Mark, something going on here, Pastor Mark? (laughs) But I love what he said, and one of the most famous verses about refueling. Where Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who are burdened, and let me give you rest. Are you running to Jesus when you're empty? Are you running to Jesus when the burdens are too heavy? You know, I know for myself and in my personal walk with God, it's been a journey of learning to run to Jesus. Because sometimes our initial reaction is to run to other places. It's to run to things, it's to run to money, it's to run to people. All these things which fall short in comparison to what God can do for you. You know, as a young boy, I I always loved going back and looking back on what God has done for me. And I would encourage you as you watch this to reflect on your life, on the times that you thought, I'm not going to make it out. I can't see tomorrow. But here, here you are. Here you are today. You're sitting and you're watching and you're actively seeking God. How are you here today? Because God has sustained you, has given you that fuel to keep going on and on and on. And so for me, the reflection for my life, when things get too hard, when things are heavy, when I'm going through situations that I feel are unbearable, because we all will have those moments in our lives in whatever form they come in, I look back, I look back and I see how far God has brought me. It's like Jacob going back to Bethel so he could remind himself of where God brought him from to where he is today. Where has God brought you from? How far has God brought you? When you look at your life, can you say that, thank you, Lord that you have brought me this far, even though I felt like giving up, even though I felt completely hopeless. And there will be times again in your life when those moments come. And so will you run to Jesus? Or will you run to your friends? Or will you run to money? Or will you run to all sorts of different things that ultimately will always fall short of filling you with what it is that you need. And so my question to you today, my final question that I would ask you is, will you allow Christ to refuel you? You have to decide if Christ is going to be the center of your world. If Christ is going to be everything that you are. Some of us are wealthy. Some of us are not. And some of us are in between. And things can get into the way. And things be, can become our idols. I love how even Pastor Mark was talking about the fashion industry and how it's projected to be bill I mean, there's really billions and billions of dollars, but so many of us can find I, our identity and refuel ourselves in the way we look. We can refuel ourselves in the things that we get. Oh, if I get this new car, I'm gonna feel great. If I get this new jacket or this new shirt or these new shoes or this new dress, it'll make me feel better. All those things are going to fall short with what God can do for you. It's not about the stuff, but it's about who your source is. And so as I close, I wanna encourage you and say, just to to recap, that Jesus prioritized his time alone in prayer. Time with God will renew your mind into the will of God for your life. Time with God will refresh and revitalize you. God does not neglect our needs. Just like he showed us with Elijah, when he prayed, Lord, to take my life. I'm no better than my father's. He had reached the end of his faith. He had reached the end of his hope but God met him at his point of need. Will you allow God to meet you at your point of need? Will you allow God to speak to you? And then also, will you allow God to be your source, your source of hope, your source of strength, your source of faith, when all those things are running on empty? And then lastly, Will you set time aside? Will you take that, make an action like Jesus did and get up if you're at work, whatever it is, and will you find a place, a solitary place for yourself where you pray, you worship, and you seek God? Because in today's world, as a Christian and as a follower of Jesus Christ Christ, it is imperative that you constantly refuel yourself in God. It is imperative that you constantly refuel yourself in God because the enemy is at large and he's out here to deceive. He's out here to rob you of your joy, to rob you of your peace, to rob you of your right thinking. And therefore you cannot operate in what God has called you to do when you're running on empty. It's impossible to do all that God has called you to do when you're running on empty. And so I would employ you to set time aside, to seek God and to refuel yourself in Jesus Christ.